Hello, club members. I'm Kate. And I'm Emma. And welcome back to another mini episode, this time of my choosing. I'm in charge this time. So it's not about murder. Well, it's kind of about murder. Uh, Tell me more. It's not about true crime. Hmm. It's about imaginary murder, which is the better of the two murders, in my opinion. I can sort of agree with that. It's a more controversial opinion than you'd think. Um, But Emma doesn't know what we're covering today. You guys probably do because you clicked the icon. But this week, I have decided that I need to talk about creepypastas. And um, specifically, I want to talk about the three best creepypastas, in my opinion, in my very humble opinion. Okay. And I do intend for this to be a two-part mini episode. I would like to do the next mini episode on the worst creepypasta. Um, (laughs) There are so many. I'm not honestly not even sure. Like that one was too intimidating. So I'm saving it for last. And I will definitely be reaching out on our various social media to hear what you guys think is the worst creepypasta because I want to read them if I haven't already. Yeah, I'm down. Emma, do you know much about like what a creepypasta is or? Um, I know it's kind of, I, I get, I don't know if it's, I guess it's a rumor kind of of something scary that happened and then it kind of evolves. It become, becomes like a common myth or legend, but really it's based off of a made up story. That's like actually a really good explanation of creepypasta. So for those of you who don't know, well, first, I guess I'll start with what a copypasta is because some people will know what a creepypasta is, but they're like, why is it called a creepypasta? Yeah, I like, don't know that. One of my friends today at work, I told him I was doing an episode on creepypastas and he, I like, I was trying to explain it to him and he was like, so it's not noodles. I'm like, no. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's not it's a not carbohydrate noodles. dish. <laughs> it's not noodles. Um, so let's first start with what a copy pasta is. So a copy pasta, it was a term that was coined way back in 2006 on 4chan. Um, I don't know if you remember. Are you old enough to know what 4chan is? I know what 4chan is because I watch documentaries and lots of oh no, both good and bad things come from 4chan. Exactly. So 4chan is like an anonymous. I don't know if it still exists. Does it still exist? I, I don't bet it does. It probably does. 4chan is an anonymous anything goes forum website that was used by whenever I was growing up, it was used by like the bad teens, like the teens whose parents didn't know they're not supposed to be on that website. Yeah, for sure. It It's like has a lot of like recognizable media on it. A lot of our earliest memes come from 4chan. Like the frog, right? Yeah, Pepe the frog. Isn't he from 4chan? I'm sure he is. But basically what a copy pasta is, is it's it's like a recognizable viral online text block that gets copied and pasted in different places like throughout the web. And it's usually as like a trolling thing. Mm-hmm. And so it's copy pasted. So it's called copy pasta. It's that simple. Now, creepy pastas are really only similar in name. Basically, Emma described them perfectly, but they're fictional internet horror stories and they're shared on online forums mm-hmm. so it's it's a very much like the online version of an urban legend of a scary urban legend yes and there are hundreds of stories out there on dozens of web forums and some of them are 
so so popular they're like household names at this point slender man obviously mm-hmm. is a very big one that was a creepy pasta and some of them are relatively underground some of them are text um some of them are literally just based on a single image that you know the community just like rolls with <laughs> and creates a story about yeah looking at you smile dog y'all what? should look up smile dog <laughs> I'll, hmm. I'll show you smile dog later but most of them are really uh, silly or n- not very serious or they're taken too seriously. Mm-hmm. Like they're not very good. Most of them are not very good. <laughs> I'll be honest and I'll say that most of them feel like they were written in one go and not read back by like a moody goth tween sitting <laughs> in like the computer lab at their middle school. One question that I have um, before we go any further is when creepypastas go online, are, do they go underline, online under the pretense of being true or whenever they're like disseminated, is it known to be a creepypasta? That's a really good question. So usually they're presumed to be true or they are shared as if they are fact. Okay. If you think back to like pre-internet urban legends, like think like the old, the hooked man in the backseat or, you know, the one of like the dog licking the lady's hand at night, but it's not a dog. It's an mm-hmm. intruder. I remember that one. Yeah. So all of those are shared like they're like they're true, but you kind of know they're not true. You kind of know their stories. And creepypastas are a lot like that. And they're also very similar in that they they're usually they have been passed down from person to person. So they're kind of like spread mm-hmm. like a rumor, sort of like how you said. And the main difference is that pre-internet urban legends, like the hook man in the backseat, they don't have a single author that you can point to versus creepypastas typically do because they're typically on the internet. Um, a lot of times they're anonymous. So it'll be like, oh yeah, that creepypasta is made by like hot dog enthusiast 72 or something like that. <laughs> obviously. But there's obviously, and they'll be like fans of hot dog man, hot dog enthusiast 72. They'll have fans under that pin name. Um, but creepypastas are similar to you know, I guess more traditional urban legends, they're a collaborative process often where you'll have numerous posters take the original source material and they'll remove and add different story elements. And over time, the canon of the story will evolve. So there's like a collaborative version of the story. Kind of like that. It's like a creative writing activity. It very much is. If you think about Slenderman, Slenderman's obviously the most I, I think the most popular creepypasta ever. Slenderman, if you go back and listen to our episode about it and about the Slenderman murders, it's literally just two photos that the internet just took and ran with it. Even though you can find the original post and people will give credit to the original creator of quote unquote Slenderman, but it's mostly irrelevant to the larger the larger cultural impact of the collective story. I feel like I know Slender Man because that one somehow it just seems so prevalent that you can't miss it. But I don't feel like I know that many other creepypastas. I don't know like Smiling Dog or whatever it is. I doubt that I'm going to know the ones that you're about to do, which makes it a little bit more intimidating. You might. You. So I picked some pretty popular ones. People will probably recognize these. These are in my opinion, like some of the good ones. But the reason that you probably don't know most of these or many creepypastas in general is you're one. You're too young. You, <laughs> no, honestly, you're too old a little bit. <laughs> well, like the main thing that you'll find as you look up creepypastas is they tend to be written by and geared towards a youth audience. So they're 
usually about things that are interesting to kids. So it's Mm -hmm. like cursed video games, paranormal rituals, haunted theme parks, mythical monsters, Mm -hmm. things like that. So they're usually um, bad. They're usually really bad. There was that one. So there's a licking the dog one. And then there's the one where the person's like getting in their car and there's someone flashing the lights. That's the hook man. That's... Yeah, that's the oh, is that that one. Was okay, I know that. Yeah, one. see, those are the two like most common. Well, I mean, I, we grew up together, so we might be a little biased. <laughs> I would love <laughs> yeah. to do an episode just on like traditional urban legends, but we're going to be talking about internet urban legends. So all of this to say, they're usually really bad. And reading some of these as an adult, it's is just really difficult because they're so cringy and they're so amateur, and it's because they're written by kids mm-hmm. for other kids. So they typically have like distractingly bad grammar, little to no plot, uh, or they heavily rely on like scary visuals. Like there's a lot of blood coming out of eyes, <laughs> things like that. <laughs> a lot of mention of the the words like red and black and blood and things mm-hmm. like that. So not not usually very good. But all in all, I tend to enjoy creepy pastas. I was on the internet like when they were kind of first becoming a thing and it was back whenever you didn't know what was real or what wasn't real. We didn't have just like Snopes everywhere and the internet, like all websites were kind of treated treated equally. Yeah. (laughs) And they all looked bad. So it wasn't like, oh, this website looks bad. It's probably not real. You just kind of went with it and believed it. Yeah. No, I I know it makes it sound super old, but it really was not that long ago. I mean, I would say 99 to like... 2010 was like the heyday of mm-hmm. creepy pasta. Well, I want to know. I want to hear them. Okay, let's do it. All right. So this is gonna, this episode is going to require a lot of suspension of disbelief. So for people who like horror stories and using their imagination, creepy pastas are really fun. Um, as I always say, you have to lean in, to, lean into them. Okay, I'm leaning in. So I'm even, about to fall. Even over. though most of them are most of them are teen garbage, but I think these are pretty good. So. Um, Emma, I'm going to ask you to rank these in order of best to worst Okay. after I'm done going through them. So just keep that in mind as you're okay. listening. And I'm going to read them in no particular order. So okay. the first one I want to talk about is called Candle Cove. Candle Cove, so like company? C- Candle Cove, like a, like a cove in a rock. Cove, cove, okay. Candle Cove. So this pasta takes the form of a forum discussion. Uh, Things begin fairly innocuously. There's this reader who mentions a strange local television program from the early 70s called Candle Cove. And then the other users kind of chime in. But as they start to recall details, the story takes a turn. Mm Mm-hmm. So I'm going to read the story here. It's one of the shorter pastas, and that adds tremendously to its scare factor because you have to fill in the gaps with your own imagination. Ooh, okay. Um, let me be the, let me but, be the judge of that. that co- correct. My apologies. Uh, so let me just go ahead and pull this up. Are you ready? I am ready. Net Nostalgia Forum, television, local. We have the main person, Sky Shale 033. Subject, Candle Cove, local kids show. She writes, does anyone remember this kid's show? It was called Candle Cove, and I must have been six or seven. I never found reference to it anywhere, so I think it was on local station around 1971 or 72. I lived in Ironton at the time. I don't remember which station, but I do remember it was on at a weird time, like 4 p.m. Mike responds, 
It seems really familiar to me. I grew up outside of Ashland and I was nine years old in 72. Candle Cove, was it about pirates? I remember a pirate marionette at the mouth of a cave talking to a little girl. Sky Shale responds, yes, okay, I'm not crazy. I remember Pirate Percy. I was always kind of scared of him. He looked like he was built from parts of other dolls, really low budget. His head was on an old porcelain baby doll, looked like an antique that didn't belong on the body. I don't remember what station this was. I don't think it was WTSF, though. Jaren chimes in. Sorry to resurrect this old thread, but I know exactly what show you mean, Sky Shale. I think Candle Cove ran for a couple of months in 71, not 72. I was 12 and I watched it a few times with my brother. It was Channel 58, whatever station that was. My mom would let me switch to it after the news. Let me see what I remember. It took place in Candle Cove. It was about a little girl who imagined herself to be friends with pirates. The pirate ship was called the Laughing Stock. And Pirate Percy wasn't a very good pirate because he got scared too easily. And I think there was Calliope music playing constantly. Don't remember the girl's name. Janice or Jade or something. I think it was Janice. Sky Shale. Thank you, Jaren. Memories flooded back when you mentioned the Laughing Stock in Channel 58. I remember the bow of the ship was a wooden smiling face with the lower jaw submerged. It looked like it was swallowing the sea and it had that awful Edwin voice and laugh. I especially remembered how jarring it was when they switched from the wooden plastic model to the foam puppet version of the head that talked. (laughs) Mike chimes in. Ha ha, I remember too, winky face. Do you remember this part, Sky Shale? You have to go inside. Sky Shale. Ugh, Mike, I got a chill reading that. Yes, I remember. That's what the ship always told Percy when there was a spooky place he had to go in, like a cave or a dark room where their treasure was. And the camera would push in on Laughingstock's face with each pause. You have to go inside. With his two eyes askew and that flopping foam jaw in the fishing line that opened and closed it. Ugh, it looks so cheap and awful. You guys remember the villain? He had a face that was just a handlebar mustache above really tall, narrow teeth. Kevin Hart responds. Kevin Hart's in this story. (laughs) I honestly, honestly thought that the villain was Pirate Percy. I was about five when this show was on. Nightmare fuel. Jaren. That wasn't the villain. The puppet with the mustache. That was the villain's sidekick. Horace Horrible. He had a monocle too, but it was on the top of the mustache. I used to think that he meant he only had one eye. But yeah, the villain was another marionette. The skin taker. I can't believe what they let us watch back then. Kevin Hart. Jesus H. Christ, the skin taker. What kind of kids show were we watching? I seriously could not look at the screen when the skin taker showed up. He just descended out of nowhere on his strings, just a dirty skeleton wearing that brown top hat and cape. And his glass eyes that were too big for his skull. Christ almighty. Sky Shale, wasn't his top hat and cloak all sewn up crazily? Wasn't that supposed to be children's skin? What? Mike. Yeah, I think so. Remember his mouth didn't open and close. His jaw just slid back and forth. I remember the little girl said, why does your mouth move like that? And the skin taker didn't look at the girl, but at the camera and said, to grind your skin. Sky Uh. Shale. I'm so relieved that other people remember this terrible show. I used to have this awful memory, a bad dream I had when the opening jingle ended. The show faded in from black and all the characters were there, but the camera was just cutting to each of their faces and they were just screaming. And the puppets and marionette were flailing spastically and just all screaming, screaming. 
The girl was just moaning and crying like she had been through hours of this. I woke up many times from that nightmare. I used to wet the bed when I had it. Kevin Hart. I don't think that was a dream. I remember that. I remember that was an episode. Skyshale. No, no, not possible. There was no plot or anything. I mean, literally just standing in place crying and screaming for the whole show. Kevin. Maybe I'm manufacturing the memory because you said that, but I swear to God I remember seeing what you described. They just screamed. Jaren. Oh God, yes, the little girl, Janice. I remember seeing her shake and the skin taker screaming through his gnashing teeth, his jaws careening so wildly I thought it would come off its wire hinges. I turned it off and it was the last time I watched. I ran to tell my brother and we didn't have the courage to turn it back on. Mike. I visited my mom today at the nursing home. I asked her about when I was little in the early 70s when I was 8 or 9 and if she remembered a kid's show called Candle Cove. She said she was surprised I could remember that and I asked why. And she said, because I used to think it was just so strange that you said, I'm going to go watch Candle Cove now, mom. And then you would turn the TV to static and just watch dead air for 30 minutes. You had a big imagination with your little pirate show. Ooh. It's a cool creepypasta. It's kind of uh, dated now because we know that that's probably not a real forum. But when you believe it's a real forum, it's really scary. No, I have thoughts. Tell me. First of all, I thought, I think that it feels almost creepy in the sense that it feels like a throwback to be on these forums. I think it's cool that people are being so creative, like like that everyone is, it, no one's ruining the other person's contribution. They're just building. So I feel like it'd be so easy, like the office style to be like, rrr, 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 I'm, <laughs> I'm cutting Phyllis's head off with a chainsaw and just like ruining it. <laughs> and I feel well, like- Well, I they, think that this is, I think the whole forum was posted by one person. Oh, that makes Yeah, otherwise sense. I agree. You would have had, I'm cutting off Phyllis's head with a chainsaw. Rrr, 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 okay, rrr. that makes more sense. Really, really well done though. I like it. You're not the only one who liked it. It's a pretty popular creepypasta. So popular that Sci-Fi, the channel, picked it up for a horror anthology series called Channel Zero. So it aired, um, all the entire season one in 2016 uh, was called Candle Cove. And the whole season of this show was based on this creepypasta. That's cool. It's really cool. So what's especially cool is how well it was received so i'm going to give you some rotten tomatoes emma because uh, that's normally your bag and i'm going to just going to let you know the audiences gave this an 81 percent really this show a show based on that short creepypasta and the critics gave it 93 percent what yes <laughs> that's insane that's very like the that's ma- very interesting kate yeah, and the main character is a child psychologist called Mike Painter, which was the name of one of the characters in the forum. There's a show called Candle Cove. Um, there's a disappearance, and Mike has to investigate what happened. And it has actual actors in it. It's got Paul Schneider in it, um, oh. and it has Fiona Shaw is in it, like from Harry Potter and mm-hmm. Killing Eve. It's like got an actual cast. But what's really cool is you get to watch an episode of Candle Cove. Why? And it's effective. And it starts with the, oh, yeah, you know, you get that feeling like, oh, mm-hmm. yeah, this is a cre- this is creepy because it's an old children's show and it's got old puppets. And yeah, that's creepy. And then it just gets weirder. And then it starts to kind of toe the line between real and surreal. And then it just jumps completely into horror. D- you've seen this? 
Yeah, and you're going to too, Emma, because that is what exhibit A is on this Google ah, Doc. Okay, that's really cool. <laughs> okay, can I open it? Are, are you ready? Yes. So we're going to, I'm going to play the audio um, while you watch it so that they can listen to it as well. Okay, Emma, are you yes. ready to watch yes, I'm an very episode ready. of Candle Co? Tell me to go. All right, here we go. Oh no, laughing stock. That's one whale of a storm. Uh. We better run and hide. It'll be your hide if you turn tail, Percy. Oh God, be Percy looks just like they described wave him. the waves. <laughs> oh, look. It's Bravery Cave. It's got you the great, like, go inside. shitty. <laughs> I'm not brave. Um, oh, design. Yes, you are. You Body. just don't know it yet. You have Absolutely. to go public access children's inside. show design. The, like, fabric version. I'm scared, you have to go stock. inside. There's something in there. <laughs> there sure is, Pirate Percy. <laughs> don't you want some treasure? Sure. Well then, you <laughs> have face. to go inside. Ah! Oh, look ahead. It's Bravery Cave. Come inside, Percy. There's a new friend in there, and he wants to play a game. <laughs> it's horrible, horrible, Emma. <laughs> I don't know how to play. Oh, he'll show you exactly what to do. <laughs> Come on. I'll hold your hand. No. Percy. Come in. Percy. I have some new friends to play with. His teeth. And you wouldn't want to miss it. The teeth. Come inside. Come He's inside. like twirling his mustache. <gasps> The teeth. The teeth. Is there anybody in here? Hello, Percy. Welcome to Candle Co. Yeah, the jaw. That moves to the jaw. seen a storm wallop the laughing stock quite like this maybe we should abandon ship those teeth no don't leave me skin it's like someone is always watching me there you are I can see you. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> the disarticulated draw. <laughs> Whoa. That was really well done. Tell me that's not exactly like the creepypasta it really brings that story to life and the great thing is that the story actually paints that picture yeah it's really so it's well not done. like doing lots and lots of favors to the story it's just bringing it to life yeah it's it's like it's leaning in 
It's leaning in. It's trusting that, yep, that's the story that terrified people. And it's just words. There's, there was no description. There was no video or picture. It was just a, a, an abandoned, quote unquote, forum on the internet that got passed around that scared people to death. And now it's it's a whole season of a television show it's a that season. I didn't it's know not existed. Just an episode? No, it's a season. Let me read you. Let me read you the plot of the season. So the plot is: children's TV is usually wholesome entertainment that can be enjoyed by the whole family. But child psychologist Mike Painter thinks there's one show in particular, Candle Cove, that might not have been so innocent. No one seems to remember the 1980s show except for Mike. They move it up to the 80s because it had been some time. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing that It did whenever they redid It and they moved it from the 50s to the 80s. Mm -hmm. Made sense. No one seems to remember the 1980s show except for Mike. And he has ever-growing suspicions that it might have played a role in a series of nightmarish events from his childhood, including the disappearance of his twin brother in the summer of 1988. When he returns home to investigate what happened all those years ago, Mike finds out that It, whatever it was, may be happening again. I'd watch that show. Oh, we're going to watch this show. This <laughs> this whole mini episode was to tell you this is what we're watching. Emma. I hope <laughs> for, you're excited. Yeah. Christmas morning. <laughs> this is what we're Candle watching <laughs> I didn't know about this creepypasta until kind of recently. It was one that I, I just had completely missed. And so to read it, get be like, oh, I really enjoyed this as, you know, a creepypasta in its original form. And then research it and be like, it's a show. <laughs> That yeah, I feel no. truly blessed. I have to confess, I was skeptical of doing a creepy pasta, but I am very fascinated by this. Like it's it's just like an interesting study of people and like creativity, and it it's just really I don't know. I really yeah, and the engaging. different types, the different forms of media that creepy pasta can take. You can really be creative. I feel like it rewards creativity, mostly. <laughs> mostly. We'll get to the bad ones eventually. <laughs> but I think that actually I've used all of this episode's time talking about Candle Cove. No. I have some other ones on here. I know. I have two more I want to talk about. We have to do them, um, right? We're going to do them. Yes. Because I've done a ton of research. So there are two more I want to talk about for the best. But... I want to hear what you guys think. I want to hear what club members have to say about creepypasta in general. Which ones are your favorite? Even better, which ones do you hate? Even better than that is, or which ones do you love to hate? I'm talking Abandoned by Disney. Um, what's the other one that I saw? Sonic.exe. I want the like the bad ones and the good ones and the so bad they're good ones. So uh, send yes. all of those to us. Um, I would say email's probably easier, nightlighthorrormovieclub at gmail.com. But I'm going to be talking to you guys, reaching out on Facebook, on Instagram. So don't don't be afraid to send me a direct message or a comment on a post and I'll see it. Yeah, no, I'm I'm really excited about our little mini series of mini episodes to cover this. I can't wait to see what the next one is. I'm going to have to keep this one in mind and how it made me feel and figuring out how to rank them as we uh, hear more. Oh, I'm so excited. I want to talk to you about all of these. I've spent li- I spent literally all yesterday, which was my day off. I spent the whole day <laughs> just reading, <laughs> looking at creepy bosses, just reading and getting so entrenched in it. It's just been so fun. <laughs> but yeah, I'm not going to tell you what my next two are that I have prepared. I'm not going to tell you. It's a secret. Stop asking. But <laughs> if you guys have ones you want us to, to cover, just just let me know. And uh, also, even if I don't cover them, thank you, because I will read them. I want to read all of them. 
Yeah, absolutely. Well, that was definitely me biting off more than I could chew when it came to a creepy pasta. I was expecting something like <laughs> like teeny bopper and and that was actually very like thought provoking, so very interesting. Um, and apparently a TV <laughs> a producer's thought so too. So that's wild. Um, I'm definitely going to be spending my time it's between nuts. now and the next creepypasta um, seeing how much I can see of Channel Zero because I'm just very intrigued. Um, but yeah, I guess that's all that we have time for today. So uh, next week we'll have a full episode. And then following that, we'll have another mini episode to continue hearing and ranking the creepypastas. Next week is our um, holiday horror episode, and the patrons are voting on it right now. <laughs> oh, I don't even know what the, the, the poll, poll today. is. The poll is Krampus, Better Watch Out, and Gremlins. Uh, I know which one I'm rooting for. <laughs> I know. You've openly said you want to watch Gremlins. And just, after House of a Thousand Corpses, I don't blame you. Yeah, no, I need, <laughs> okay. a, I need a little bit of a cleanser I need from that one. I have some resentment towards my sister, but that's, that's enough of that. for today. <laughs> <laughs> and I knew that was going to be part of it. Yeah, you did. You, you did that willingly and I'll take it. And until next time, stay spoopy, stay spoopy guys.